1: All right, welcome into, I guess we can call this what, T-Row, kind of a rare edition, a Tuesday edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast, Is we kind of waited out yesterday. I just felt like we usually tape on a Monday after our shows. I thought, you know, <laughs> let's get some news, and then lo and behold, the Big 12, Big 12 it, reaction edition. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's what you could call this. Okay, so let's just go with the initial reactions. Nine plus one, new schedule coming out here shortly, your initial reaction.
2: Um, what was expected, I think by the time we got to this point and what we saw all the other conferences do, uh, ACC went 10 plus one, but everybody else is set to play 10 games. Then this made the most sense. It felt like nine, uh, you know, just going conference only for the big 12, um, would be too small of a number. It felt like they, you know, every I guess almost everybody in the league had lost at least one game right. because of all of the other conferences going conference only. So there weren't a lot of 12 game schedules still out there. And um, so this felt like it was probably uh, what was going to happen. I think it was Oklahoma's recommendation in the end was to do uh, the nine conference games plus one. So uh, I think it makes sense. Um it gives them, like we've talked about all along, some space in there to uh, try to get as many by weeks as or, or um, yeah by weeks as possible to deal with the virus. So uh, yeah, I guess that my initial reaction is this is about what I expected. What about you? Same, same. Yeah, I
1: was kind of holding out hope when you and I talked yesterday after. Uh, well, during our radio shows, I thought maybe there's a chance that you could still get two conference games. Maybe even there had been that option, according to reports, that 12 was still out there. But I think that was just me kind of being a hopeless romantic on this because I mean I want more games. I love college football, but it's it's the smart play right now, isn't it? Just to kind of be smart and continue to take inventory of this, and then you know by the time we see how things will interact with students on campus, you hope and and the players and practicing and tackling. We'll have a little bit of a better grip on things, hopefully.
2: Yeah, I think it's a smart play. It's um, it's also uh, equity play as far as all of the conferences being on you know, virtually the same page. With the exception of the ACC, at 11, everybody else is at 10. So when it comes to college football playoff committee time and, and all that kind of stuff, if we actually – play this season out and everything, um, then, you know, we're, we're close. We're all pretty close. So I, I, I think more than anything, uh, it, it is going to allow them to hopefully within the season fight the ramifications of the virus. That's the hope. That's the hope that, you know, when we have positive cases, if we have an outbreak that there's enough space built in there that it doesn't sink somebody's entire season. And maybe an important player misses a game. Maybe uh, some important players miss a couple of games, but hopefully you don't have to forfeit a whole season. Maybe you can even do some rescheduling within there when teams have uh, common open dates. It just allows some flexibility in a time that is very uncertain, and I think that was important.
1: So you had a, a couple of interesting notes this morning. Not just a, again, as we taped this on a Tuesday afternoon, uh, you, you had—I don't want to say—you kind of kind of Adam Schefter on us, Toby. I got to admit, I was pretty impressed whenever I was scrolling through Twitter this morning. And there's, there's, like that? there's Toby Schefter breaking some news, baby. But no. with with what you've learned and kind of what you threw out there. The Big 12 is expected to announce September 19th or 26th as the conference start date. And this is important because that's when conference play will start, Toby, not the regular season. And I think most teams will look at either if it's 19, what's staying at their original date, if that team's still playing games like, say, OU Missouri State. And then if it's the 26th then you got to find another opponent for, let's see, math, what would that be, the 12th? then we might, be, uh, we might be looking for someone other than Missouri State as far as OU is, is concerned, right?
2: I think that's right. I, I would just implore you to please post this when we're done as quickly as possible <laughs> because <laughs> information is old very fast these days. So who knows by the time uh, this gets out whether it's actually still true or not. But, uh, yeah, I, what I – And being told is that it is expected the Big 12 probably this week is going to announce that um, conference games will start on either the 19th or 26th, which, again, is close to what everybody else is doing. And um, if that is the case, not well, the one non-conference game you play has to be a home game and it has to be played before conference play begins. So Oklahoma's one non-conference game; they would like to play two weeks before their conference opener, so that they have a bye week in between. Uh, they don't they don't want to go three weeks before. They don't want to have you know too much crazy downtime there between games. But they would like a bye week between their opener and their conference opener. So if the Big Twelve announces September 19th as its uh, conference opening date then OU would open September 5th against Missouri State at home. If the conference announces September 26th as its conference opening date, then OU would open September 12th at home, maybe against Missouri State, maybe not. As of right now, Missouri State has a game scheduled for September 12th. They're supposed to play Montana, a conference game for them. But their conference is also potentially shuffling some dates around. And it it is possible, at least at this point, that Missouri State could create an opening that week because they would still very much like to play the Oklahoma game. Obviously, it's a financial benefit to them. So it might be Missouri State. But if they can't create uh, an open date there, then I've been told there are a multitude (laughs) of teams that have reached out to Oklahoma, who now have, you know, are in the need for games because of all these other conferences canceling non-conference games, who would love to come to Norman and play Oklahoma. It's not going to be necessarily big names because all the conference, you know, the Power Five conferences are locked up, but there are a multitude of uh, non-Power Five potential opponents out there there's so um yeah go ahead I'm sorry
1: there's two quick teams by the way when we mentioned the 12th that are available just off the top of my head North Texas and Seth Luttrell Mm -hmm. has an open date in Arkansas State as well I'm just kind of looking regionally here but Toby I think as you've brought up that that web could expand far beyond just a handful of teams that would be available to play
2: that's right I do think you know proximity would would weigh into it if they started looking around um because of what we're dealing with and And obviously the reliability on testing protocols and all that, that's one reason Oklahoma would very much like to keep the Missouri State game is because they've been working hand-in-hand all along with Missouri State on testing and protocols and labs and all that kind of stuff. So they they trust them. And so if you switched at this point to a different game, you'd have to trust the testing and protocols of this new team, which uh, is a little bit tricky. The other thing to keep in mind with the schedule is whenever whatever the date is the Big Twelve announces, whether it's the nineteenth or twenty-sixth to open conference play, there are there is a game or two scheduled right now prior to that conference games. I believe Kansas plays Baylor, like on the twelfth. I think there's another one in there. So those games would have to be moved back into a later date. Uh, Which would happen afterwards. And because of that, there could be some shuffling. So there could be, you know, just one or two games being moved back could shuffle around some schedules. So there's a possibility anyway that while, oh, you will play the same teams, obviously, and in the same locations, they might not play them in the same order as they currently have them listed. Uh, They might but there is at least the possibility that there could be some shuffling that takes place. For example, right now, OU is scheduled to open conference play against Baylor. Um, I assume they probably will do that, but the, the because these games are going to have to be moved back, there's a chance that maybe something gets moved around and now they're opening at home against, uh, I don't know who's another uh, Kansas, you know, right. whatever. Right. So just bear that in mind. I, I was told, however, that, The Texas game will stay in the month of October. It may move a week or two, but it will stay in the month of October. Big 12 championship game uh, will be moved back to at least December 12th, and they will give themselves the flexibility to move that even back a week more to the 19th should they need to. So basically you're looking at if they start on uh, September 19th, and the Big 12 championship game were to be played on December 19th, then you would have 16 Saturdays there to play, uh, well, back it up to September 12th, when, or the 5th when you would open, you'd have 16 Saturdays to play 10 games. I've, I've confused myself talking, but <laughs> you have 16 Saturdays to play 10 games, which obviously leaves you six open weeks in there to try to uh, deal with the virus. And the one other note I'll add while I'm talking about this, the Army game obviously is out now. Uh, There is very much an interest on both sides, OU and Army, for that game to be played in the future. Army definitely wants OU to come. OU uh, knows that fans have been looking forward to this for a long, long time, and they still want to make it happen. So there will be an effort, there is an effort, to get that game back on the books uh, sometime in the future.
1: All right, two more quick ones, and we'll let you get out of here, Toby. First of all, I think the natural question that everyone asks is okay, well, what about fans? Josie released a statement today. Yeah. Uh, I'll read it here quickly. We appreciate the donors, ticket holders, partners, and fans who have been so patient and supportive through these unprecedented times. Our staff is prepared for a number of different scenarios, and we will be ready when the season begins. Our new schedule is being finalized along with all of the details that will be associated with stadium access and operation. We expect to have that information completed soon and we'll communicate it as quickly as possible. In the meantime, we remain very enthusiastic as we look forward to another great season of Sooner football. In other words, they're still trying to parse through it, Toby. There's still a lot of unknown. And you know we want fans in the stands to be able to enjoy this college football and then obviously athletic season.
2: Yeah, I would – I would say that this, this, that decision will be coming soon. Once this game, you know, you know, the schedule gets finalized and announced exactly when they're playing and who they're playing, when that quickly following that, you will get an announcement as to how many fans they intend to uh, welcome for that opener. And just to start preparing yourself. I, I think number is, is a little bit of an educated guess. I think it's going to be somewhere between 30 and 50%. Um, I think that's probably what they're going to land on, somewhere in that neighborhood, 30 to 50%, maybe 25 to 50%. Um, and then, you know, that theoretically could change as the year goes along, either up or down. They are ready with, with uh, procedures and, and protocols for whatever that number is. They've been uh, getting ready for this for months now. And we'll immediately notify everyone who falls in that percentage and who doesn't fall down that percentage and how it's going to work and refunds and everything that goes into trying to make sure all the questions are answered. It's going to be, there's a lot of people who have a lot of questions and they want to do it soon enough so that they can help answer everybody's questions, but also wait as long as possible so that they can get the best read on the virus that they possibly can. So it's a tricky line, but I think you're going to hear very soon what OU's schedule is going to be, when their opener is going to be, and all that kind of stuff. And I think quickly following that, you're going to hear the uh, percentages that that OU wants to roll out for that opening game.
1: Uh, And then finally, uh, I'll let you go on this. I'm surprised by some of the controversy that has arisen after our uh, sooner sound off show today.
2: Wow! I mean, wow! I mean, brazen allegations. You feel? Because basically, you are being accused of—I don't even know what. <laughs> so, I'm not sure I understand the accusation, but our producer slash uh, graphics guru Craig <laughs> Moran ha- has, I think maybe accused you of something. I yeah. don't even know what it is.
1: I don't either. I, it's almost as if I i think he's trying to say, I only pick you, is what I think is going on here. Like I, uh, For some reason, I'm yeah. am, am trying to impress Toby Rowland. But listen, when you've got a defense with Tony Casillas, Brian Bosworth, and Roy Williams, it's really hard to pick against that defense, Toby. It really is. I mean, kudos to you, man. That was a, a pretty sensational draft on your part.
2: Listen, uh, I have... <laughs> Uh, to a small amount, empathy for Chad McKee and Jessica Cootie, who did not win today's show. I won today's show, and that I've been in that chair. It stinks to feel like you should have won and not. Yeah, there's last the week same, for you. At the same time, be better. You know, <laughs> and- <laughs> go go win the game. Go win the game, you know? So, uh, I don't know. Good luck to you. I I think this is – I think Greg Moran has thrown some salacious allegations out there. I fully expect university lawyers, maybe even compliance to get involved. And uh, this could get very ugly. Hey,
1: on a serious note – and by the way, it was a serious allegation. I am very hurt by this. But I I had a couple people slide in and ask questions about radio and what it's going to look like. Um, I don't know. Do we have any updates where we can tell anyone, Toby, or is that one of those where you kind of say, Hey, it's, we're still in the process of putting it together.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, no, I think we know what it's going to okay. look like. I mean, we're going to, we are going to broadcast the games. Um, I don't think that you will notice much of a difference at all in our broadcasts from years past. As of now, we are planning on being, in stadium, on location for every OU football game, home and away. Uh, Chris Plank will be on the sidelines. He may just be a little farther away from the team than he normally is. <laughs> he may be wearing a hazmat suit. I don't know. Um, Gabe Eichard will, I think, be somewhere. Not exactly sure where. Uh, Teddy Lehman will be in the booth with me, and we will uh, have a two-hour pregame show and and all the you know the best possible post-game reaction we can get for you under the circumstances. We're still trying to figure out how that's gonna work. That that's that ball's in Chris Plank's court. That's me. Good luck to me. So uh yeah I know I'm very much aware. We are all very much aware from our broadcast crew right up to the top of Learfield that this year is a unique year and you are going to be relying on television and r- radio crews more than ever before, because if they can't get a hundred percent of the people in the stadium, you're going to need to watch it or listen to it. So, uh, we plan on, um, not just broadcasting every game, but bringing you as much insight as we possibly can get. We're always, we're always going to beat the TV guys in that category, but we're going to try to beat their pants off even more than we usually do. Love it. And, um, we will, uh, we'll be ready to go whenever, uh, Joe Castiglione and Lincoln Riley tell us they're going to play a football game. We'll be there.
1: Love it. Thanks for your flexibility this week, Toby. Uh, have a great vacation. We'll talk to you back on Monday. See you, play. All right, so that's uh, that's about as current as you can get, right? This news breaks last night. Have a, a morning to tape our TV show. Kind of simmer in it. And, and hopefully we'll have more news break as the week goes on. I'm going to get all of our sponsors taken care of here. Sooner Sports Podcast brought to you by Metroplex Electric we can be your electrician express employment professionals, a premier workforce management provider to sooner nation to find a job or make your next hire, visit expresspros.com. and don't forget 2020 football season ticket renewals are still live. Log into your account at sooner to view all of your renewal information or call the ticket office at 405-325-2424 and real quick, uh what's on tap OG and E powered the speed of life brings you what's on tap for the sooner sports podcast we'll still have a show tomorrow Phil Steele will join us to preview we'll actually talk Xs and Os with Phil Steele Chance Grace Green will be on Wednesday's podcast and then on Friday um yeah we'll start our position previews we hope and that's kind of fingers crossed that we can get after that this week again still a lot unknown with the schedule we'll still find it out and what's on tap uh on the classic broadcast side on let's see this is Tuesday now so everything's kind of jumbled up in my head on Thursday we will release our best of 2019 2020 as you hear the OU Arizona softball game it's a fantastic game Sooners were coming off their first loss of the season hostile crowd it's a great night Uh, I hope you'll uh, download that and check it out and then on Saturday the Bedlam game from 2015 Baker Mayfield sporting the what'd they call it, the stash, the, the Bedlam stash that he had, kind of the the Wild West look. So that's 2015, the big block on the big run by Joe Mixon. It's well worth your time. Hey, before we get out of here, one quick thing. I wanted to apologize. Part of the reason why things are backed up this week on the Sooner Sports Podcast is because our regular Friday pod and then the 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 classic game for some reason didn't load on Apple and – it's wild to see the numbers i think it's close to like 90% of our downloads of the podcast come from apple so i apologize for that we fixed the problem it will not be an issue again so thank you so much for subscribing if you do subscribe through apple hey leave us a five star review uh got a couple texas fans that are in there that are trying to bring down our numbers so let's go five star review leave a rating and if you have any questions that's a great place to leave it. Thank you so much for your patience over the weekend. and we have that issue figured out. Sooner Sports Podcast is always presented in part by Chick-fil-A. Even in these uncertain times, your Oklahoma Chick-fil-A restaurants are here to serve you. Uh, dining rooms are closed, but where possible, you can still order from the drive through the Chick-fil-A app, or from DoorDash. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. And Jason's Deli, open 10A to 9P at 950 Ed Noble Parkway in Norman for curbside pickup. Order Jason's Deli online from DoorDash. Everyone have a great start to your week. Thanks to Toby Rowland. Phil Steele tomorrow, right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Boomer Sooner, everybody.